right, buddy. Welcome to Denver. Yeah, it was actually uh, kind of a surprise visit. Yeah, last minute. I wasn't really expecting it. So, uh, well, it worked out well because I was supposed to go out of town this weekend, as you know, but you just so happened to come through right when a a dealership dropped the ball on a buddy of mine. So I didn't get to take my trip. Yeah, the hauling business is uh, not always so reliable, is it? <laughs> no, it is not. And uh, yeah, it's uh, more hauling for play for me, but you do a little m- bit more than that, huh? Yeah, no, basically we're here. I wasn't expecting to come to Colorado, and uh, I was supposed to be going to, where are we going to shoot to? Texas. I think I was going to go down towards the Texas area, yeah. and last minute we picked up a job here in uh it's actually going down to Arizona, so this is on the way down there. So Okay. Um, yeah, it worked out pretty well. All right. Yeah, yeah. you got to do your reset here, so you spent a couple of days here. Went to your birthday dinner yep. last night. I took you out to dinner. Uh, you got to meet my buddy Brent for a yep. brief moment because he had a massively busy restaurant. Yep. Capitol Grill was uh, very good, by the way. I've had it a few times in the past, but uh, this is definitely the yeah. best experience I've had yet there. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Brent and Sean, Sean being the bartender, also your name, obviously. Sean, yeah. And then uh, Brent being a very good friend of mine. Uh, those of you, the few of you who came to my housewarming party when I moved into this place, met Brent briefly. He came over after work, but it was uh, it was very brief. So he's a, he's a very busy man. He works, I don't know, 100-hour weeks or so at the restaurant, and... He cooks some amazing food, and there's some stuff that he makes that isn't on the menu, and he uh, he brought us some of that stuff. It was a good time. Yeah, definitely a good time. Um, staff was good and took care of us, and uh, like you said, brought us out some special stuff that wasn't on the menu. So uh, yeah, that was uh, how was that bacon? That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the bacon we had. Uh, what was it? it? Wasn't candied bacon? It was just grilled bacon. It was just grilled bacon, but it had some type of like jelly. It was a tomato jam. It was sitting on a tomato jam um, spread, and then it was about an inch thick. It was a slab of, like, an inch thick slab of baking cut into, like, one-inch cube chunks. Yeah, definitely good. So, uh, was it the popsicles? Is that what they're called? Uh, Lollipop lamb chops. Lollipop lamb chops. Those things were... Lollipop lamb chops. Those are on my uh, top list of things I'd get again if I go there. Go anywhere, dude. Those things are... Those are killer. That's got to be one of the best appetizers I've ever had it's from like, any it's restaurant. It's like fall ever. off the bone for sure. Oh, I so. know. You take a bite right out of it. It's just so buttery smooth. And, uh, yeah, then we even had dessert. Yeah. And, they uh, sent us out some. I got a VIP dessert tray. You got a, uh, what was it, birthday boy dessert tray. Birthday boy dessert tray. Cheesecake. A creme brulee crust cheesecake. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So good. But we ate so much, it was difficult going down, but. It was almost forcing, dude. I just because it tasted so good. But three like, hours later, I couldn't go to sleep. Yeah, I, was, I felt so sick. I ate way too much. And I don't think it had anything to do with all the donuts you did last night. Not at all. Oh no, it yeah. didn't definitely have anything not to do with all the donuts we did. I didn't feel nauseous at all after those. No. Yeah, because we really didn't even we didn't drink much at all. It was no. just literally we ate ourselves to death. Yeah, it was good night, and it was. We went in, it was a nice, nice night, and then we come out, and it's snowing. Dumping snow. It's got a couple inches on the ground, so we both decided to do snow angels. It was, it's a Floridian thing, I think. I yeah. don't know. Like, growing up as a kid, I always saw snow, and I thought it was just something that was on TV and on movies, and, you know. Yeah. But it's like, no, it actually happens in real life. When you live here in Colorado, you <laughs> well, go in a really restaurant. snow here. You come out, and it's 
it's snowing. So uh, that was um, that was a good time last night. It was a good birthday because my birthday was Wednesday. So yeah, and you I didn't working. really do anything. I was working. I was on the road. Um, where was I? I think I was in Virginia. Virginia. I was in Virginia on Wednesday. So I guess that goes into one of the questions. Yeah, That's we're going to back up a little bit. Uh, and also, for those of you who don't know, Sean is – He's been a good friend of mine for a while now. It's been, what, six years or so? Yeah. This summer might be seven, actually, I think. Something like that. Something like that. Moved to South Florida. We worked at um, an aftermarket. 2016, I think, was the year. It would have been, met. yeah, it would have been summer of 16. Yep. Yeah, so this would be, I guess, six years. Yep. Um, But we worked at an aftermarket shop together in Florida, and we built diesel trucks, pavement princesses, jeeps some of which were for off-roading some of them had 24s on them and uh, all kinds of cool stuff all kinds of lame stuff all kinds of chinese stuff and yeah. so that's uh <laughs> yeah kind of where we met and then been friends since from i don't know off-roading mountain biking we've kind of gone through the same phases together and then we've traveled together uh all kinds of different trips and events and parties and uh, hit the road together, working together for a little bit. That's where I went earlier this or last year. I went down to Georgia to hang out with Sean for a while to help him run his business and expanding it. And we talk on the phone like we go through All phases. Sometimes yeah. it's three hours a day for months on end, and sometimes it's like half an hour a day or an hour every two days. So yeah, if it's like two or three days, I'm like, man, I must have said something wrong. Yeah. I must have pissed him <laughs> off or something because. Uh, <laughs> yeah no it's good when you're on the road driving all the time you know you got a lot of time to talk and you got a lot on your mind so uh i don't always give the best advice lots but, of um, truck talk yeah a lot of truck talk um when i'm on the road basically that's all i do is think about trucks you know like riding <laughs> things like that you know yeah so um that's that's something that we definitely have in common is you always talk about trucks being disposable, and it's so funny because I feel exactly the same way when it comes to that. Oh, yeah. Um, I've had a lot of trucks, a lot of cars. We're supposed to feel like they're replaceable. Yeah. Like, stay as long as we're okay, we can replace the vehicle. Everything's yeah. fine. But it reaches a certain point where they've now become disposable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, see, but thing is, too, growing up, I always bought cheap cars. Like, yeah. I bought cars for 500 bucks, 1000 bucks, 1500 you know. Like, I bought stuff cheap. Uh, you still do. And I still do, yeah. Yeah. And actually, I just bought one. I have a new truck I'm building, so we'll we're talk at, about we're that. We're going to talk about that extensively. Yeah. So, see, I feel better when I buy something cheap, because then I can just beat the crap out of it how you do. Although, <laughs> you buy new vehicles and beat the crap out of them. I buy old vehicles, you know, and yeah, do kind of the same thing. Yeah. That's why so, I'm holding off on building this truck. <laughs> yeah. That's coming up. But, we uh, just watched a video of my buddy Garrett thrashing his Raptor down in Baja on one of the exo trips like i mean launching it a few feet in the air ripping it through gravel that's coming up six inches on the tire it's so soft like throwing rocks everywhere destroying that thing yeah and then you're like yeah and that's the suspension i'm gonna have on my truck right there it's as the truck's of, flying through the air it's in the garage right now yeah like <laughs> so we know it's gonna happen yeah well the truck's gonna it's going airborne you know yeah well they always do this time it'll just be built kind of for it yeah, I think uh, I think you got a nice platform you're you're shooting towards. Um, in my opinion, for me, it's an expensive platform, but that's just because you know 
I'm kind of on the cheaper side. I buy okay. something cheaper, and if I if I smash it, I can just put another fender on it or another door. I could do that too. Yeah, that is true. It's just insurance has to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't need any. They don't like me. I don't need any claims on my insurance. Yeah, Mister CDL. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've survived somehow. I have a clean record. Now. Now. Yes. I didn't used to. It all dropped off. Yeah. So let's go ahead and we're going to start on the question bank here. So okay. we know a little bit about you. Tell us about yourself. This is growing up, whatnot. Like, tell us about you, Sean. All right. My name is Sean. Um, Sean what? Buckley. And I got a couple of nicknames. Some people call me Buck. Uh, I got Buckshot as a nickname. So people, depending on who you're talking to, some people know me by different names. But Sometimes if you drop the name Sean, people are like, who are you talking about? Yeah. Like, like, Sean who? Buckley. 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 Buckshot? Yeah. They don't, don't even know your name. Yeah. So kind of developed the name Buckshot. I used to stunt motorcycles and do stuff like that. So that's kind of where that name came from. My last name is Buckley. So a lot of times people say, hey, Buck, you know, it's just like a shorter. <clears throat> so, so it worked out and then got the name Buckshot kind of went around. But anyway, yeah, growing up, I was always into riding bicycles. That was my biggest thing growing up as a kid. Um, I started out pretty early on. I'd say about five years old, I was riding no training wheels. Six or seven, I was learning how to go fast and race, uh, doing wheelies, you know. Yep. I was a kid in the neighborhood. All the, all the neighbors were like, hey, what's up, Speedy? You know, like, <laughs> I was always flying around, around the neighborhood on my bike. And then, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I like, doing, I like doing a lot of tricks, stuff like that. I kind of started out on the street, street riding, doing wheelies, you know, learning how to do kind of freestyle. And then when I turned eight, my parents actually bought me. I did really good in, in school. They bought me my first uh, BMX bike. It was a uh, Dino Air. And so as soon as I got that, I went right into racing. Uh, I started out racing until I was about 12. Yep. You and your buddies uh, talk BMX so much every time I go to Tampa. Yeah, well, that's what we all, that's all we used to do. So we just, you know, grew up on it. We'd have meetups. Like, we all lived down the street from each other. So it'd be like three or four of us. We'd all meet up and then go ride like a few miles down the road, meet up with five more people. So we had pretty, you know, pretty big groups and, Build jumps. There's a lot of. I, li- I was living in like a suburb, new neighborhoods. Yeah. And so there's a lot of construction. So with all the construction, you had um, a lot of plywood, a lot of bricks, a lot of dirt. So everything you need to, you know, build jumps, and uh, it didn't cost anything. So it was fun. But then we got into racing and did that for a few years. It was a lot of fun. And then we got into dirt bikes, and that's th- that's kind of where it took over. I got into dirt bikes. Around 12. I started riding dirt bikes at 6, believe it or not. That's when I rode my first dirt bike. Rode them the whole time. But 12 is when I finally got my own. Mm. So uh, that's kind of where it started and kept on going on. So that's where I got into off-roading as well. Yeah. Uh, just different. But uh, Yeah, so. Okay. What else is there? Um, so that's the hobbies growing up. I don't up want to jump stuff. ahead. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Let's just go into the hobbies growing up and stuff. Yeah, so hobbies growing up were uh, it was pretty much bikes. just that, right? Bicycles, um, dirt bikes, four wheelers, uh, cars. Yeah, I love cars. Even when I was younger, my grandmother actually taught me how to drive a car in first grade. And uh, for you show, you had trouble for that, didn't you? I, for show and tell, I went into school and told uh, the whole classroom I learned how to drive a car, and they didn't believe me. And then the teacher told my mom, and mom's like, yeah, it's funny. 
And then uh, she asked my grandmother, and my grandmother fessed up to it. So, it's kind of. Uh, <laughs> of course, I did. Yeah. So she taught me. I, you need to know how to drive a car in case something happens. Yeah. So uh, I agree with that. We really need to start teaching first graders that you know how to drive cars. Yeah. I mean, half the people in the country drive like first graders anyway. <laughs> that is. That is very true. Yeah. <laughs> incredibly accurate. Yeah. Um. So we're actually gonna drop down because speaking of cars and such, mm-hmm. what's uh, what's Let's just go through what cars you've owned. Let's talk about all of them. All of them? Because this is going to be a little bit of a list. <laughs> so around, it was 1998, uh, my dad bought a new car. He bought a 98 Honda Accord, which is funny because I heard Chris talking about that. Yeah, that was his first. Yeah, his he, he bought car. a 98 Honda Accord. So before that, he had a 1984 Subaru hatchback. It was a stick shift. And so when he bought that car, he uh, my dad kind of gave me his old one. Yeah. But I didn't have a license. I wasn't old enough to drive yet. But I would drive it around the neighborhood. and um, Basically, I took care of the neighbor's dogs. Like I did a lot of stuff with the neighbors. I had my own lawn business when I was probably about, about eight or about Is this eight the or nine. baseball field car? No. Was no, it's this not. after or before that? This is before. Okay. Okay, yep. keep going. So I had that. That was, that was basically my first car. It was 84 Subaru hatchback. Had a stick shift, four-speed. But my first actual car was a 96 Mustang GT, <laughs> and it was awesome. And this and was in 98? That was in, uh, I got that car in 2000. <laughs> I got that one in 2000. That was my first actual old. car. And you you saved up and bought that yourself, didn't you? Correct, yep. Yeah. I had my own lawn business ever since, like, middle, actually, yeah, middle school. Maybe even a little bit elementary, like, fourth, fifth grade elementary. Yeah. Um, I had my own lawn business. I did like eight yards in the neighborhood. So every day after school, I'd come home, mow one of the neighbor's yards, got 10 to 15 bucks, depending on what, you know, how, how big it was. Yeah. So it, it worked out over time. Honestly, over, over a few years, it worked out pretty good. All the money I made, my parents made me put in the savings. And then when I was 16, actually when I was 15, I bought the Mustang. I wasn't even, I wasn't even old enough to drive yet. And I bought that car. And of course I snuck it out a few times. And one time, my mom came home and noticed that the mirror was knocked off of the car. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so I kind of had to tell her I took it out. And I was actually drifting around the neighborhood. I was learning how to drift. And uh, I lost it and went right into a mailbox, took off the mirror. So, But it wasn't a big deal. Put a new mirror on it. It was fine, you know. (laughs) Cars are replaceable, you know. Yeah. You can fix them. So so that's kind of how I got into my career of doing – I was a mechanic for about 15 years. Yeah. And I got into that because I was really good at crashing cars and breaking them, and I couldn't afford to fix them. So yeah. I had to learn how to do it myself, and that's kind of how I got into that career. I don't think I would have ever got into mechanics if I was, like, very wealthy or, like, something like that. Oh, yeah. I did it because I was really – necessity. It's like I would, I would break my car, you know, and then I couldn't stand sitting there looking at it broken. So kind of yeah. had to fix it. Yeah, no, that's it. Really, is a matter of necessity. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was the. Well, I had that car for nine months, and I had to get rid of it because I lost my license. <laughs> so, <laughs> so nine so months into being sixteen, you got a license. Yeah, but I, that was uh, that was about a month before I actually got my license when yeah. that little accident happened. And uh, the neighbor never found out who it was either. By the way, so still to this day. To this day, they don't know who it was. That's yeah, because I took it clean off, but um. But yeah, so then I went to a Ford Ranger, 1996, 
effing Ford Ranger. No, 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 let's talk real quick. I'm not cussing. Let's, let's talk real <laughs> quick about why you had to get rid of this Mustang. Oh, well, what was it? So, had a few things happen. Um, I guess we'll back up too. So, about a month after I got my license, I had my Mustang. Yeah. And I had taken, my mom had a Chevy Blazer in 96. Yep. And we went out riding four-wheelers. And so, we took it down some trails and I actually scratched up the side of her car because there was palm fronds. And, uh, and so I felt really bad. I was like, oh, man, I got to get this fixed, you know. So I came home, showed my mom. I told her what I did. And I told her I would fix it. So once I so I was like, I just need to go wash it. You know, I'm going to go home. I'm going to buff it. I got all the wax. I bought everything to do her car nicely, you know. So uh, I go, and I, I go to take it to the car wash. And uh, I figure if I'm going to the car wash, I might as well get it dirty first, right, you know. So take it out. And so there's a baseball field, you know, field near my house. And uh, so I line up, you know, at home plate, and I, I take off for first base. Yeah. I'm rounding first. I round second. I'm sliding around second. I see third base. I'm going home. You know, I <laughs> slide around. Home going run. home for, you know, home run. So I'm sliding third base. And when I went from the clay to the grass, right where the, the grass and the clay meet, the yep. second I hit that, the car, like, just cartwheeled and flipped over right on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> so, just a 180 over, right? Just flip yeah, right onto the roof. Just right no on the roof. No and it happened so fast, it, there was no reaction for anything. Like, I've been sliding, Next drifting thing you cars. Know you're just upside down. I'm upside down, yeah. So, this is like one month into having my license. So, we're sitting there and we're looking at the car, you know, the wheels are still spinning, all that stuff. So, I went over there, I shut it off. So, I call my mom and I'm freaking out. And I'm like, Mom, I crashed your car, you know. I was like, I need you to call a tow truck. And, uh, so she called a tow truck, and me and my buddy Kyle, he's sitting there. Kyle, too, he's a good friend of mine. He's Every, like, major accident I've been in, he's been in the car, too, <laughs> whether it was That's, him driving. Hey, better him than me. <laughs> so uh, we're sitting there. We're waiting for the, you know, tow truck to come. We're there for 45 minutes. I'm not even kidding, waiting for this damn tow truck. And finally, we see it coming down the road. Who do you think's right behind him? Not your mom. A policeman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no. So, you know, a tow truck pulls in. Turns out yep. the policeman is my neighbor. Of course. And so. Uh, Did he give you, uh, was he neighborly kind to you that night? Yeah, he he was okay. It was actually pretty early in the morning because I was trying to start, have a good day. You know, I was trying to have a good day for the most part. You know, get my mom's car all cleaned up because I scratched it up. Well, now it's smashed and the roof's caved in. And that was a whole other thing, too. Like, if you ever get in an accident and you flip over, like, you're – and we talked about this. You say your adrenaline takes a while to kick in. Well, I somehow – I didn't have a seatbelt on either. But, like, somehow I slid through the front windshield and or my front window. And it was, like, four inches thick. Like, that's how much room. Somehow I squeezed through it. I look back at it, and I'm like, I don't know how I got out of the car. Like, is the roof completely crushed in? Were you pretty beat up? Um – no, I had scars, and I actually still have scars on my hand. You can see them to this day. Like, my hand went through the windshield yeah. when, it, when it broke. Because you didn't have a seatbelt on? Uh, I don't know if it was that. Or, bing bong, yeah. bing bong, bing bong. I was probably trying to hold <laughs> myself in, you know? So I was holding myself in, and I think my hand went through the windshield. My truck hates Sean. Sean gets in Dude, and always put his seatbelt on, and my truck just goes bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. It's just <laughs> I've learned. I'm tone deaf now, and I don't even hear it. Like, after owning so many cars and stuff, it's like you get in there, and I just – I hear it pinging. I just turn the radio up, you know. I don't yeah. Even, but I'm, I'm special, I guess. Yeah. So what did the cop do? Why? <laughs> so the cops like, hey, how's it going, Mr. Buckley? <laughs> I'm like, ah, you know, I've been better. 
sitting here looking at my mom's car on third base in a baseball field where it's upside not down. supposed to be upside down, you know? And it's like, well, um, yeah. He's like, what are you gonna tell your mom? I was like, I don't know. I guess I can't really tell her anything but the truth. Can I? Yeah. So <laughs> no, not really. So my mom shows up with your dad and, uh, no, my dad wasn't there. He was at work that oh, day. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank God. So <laughs> she showed up and, uh, of course she's, you know, freaking out. It's like, Oh my God, are you okay? You know, of course she's your freaking mom out. Your mom's so sweet. Yeah, and, and she's known, like, my whole life I've been prone to breaking Recklessness. things. Yeah, completely. <laughs> so she wasn't shocked at all, but um, without dragging the story out too long, that was one of the things that happened one month in. Um, yeah. Then I'd say roughly two weeks later, I'm in my Mustang, and uh, I got a new girlfriend I was pretty excited about. Always. And uh, so I, like, landed my first kiss on her that night. And I dropped her off, and I was coming home. I'm all excited. I'm coming from St. Pete all the way to <coughs> Tampa, and uh, which is a good Over 40. It's bridges. a good, yeah. It's all bridges, so uh, a lot of high speed uh, driving going on. And Tampa's known for its street racing, so I don't yes. know if you're aware of that, but Tampa has amazing street racing. Um, so I kind of grew up in a very good area for that. So on the way home, I'm probably just doing about 80, 90, 100, roughly in that range, like averaging. Yep. And uh, I'm coming across the uh, Howard Franklin, and I see a car, and uh, he's kind of behind me cruising, so pull up next to him, or he pulls up next to me, and it's a Firebird. And so, of course, what do we do? Drop a gear, you know? Yep. And the only problem was is he didn't disappear. Uh, he actually beat me, so I was kind of pissed. But we topped <laughs> the car out. So the bridge, is like, the bridge is like three or four miles long. Yeah, and, and it's we, pretty smooth, too. It is. That it was fairly smooth at the time. Um, it it did get worse, and they do fix it from time to time. But the uh, for the most part, we were doing. My car topped out at 138. That's as fast as it would go. And I was, and the Firebird topped out at like 150, 155. He was gone. Like yeah, he was slowly just pulling away, pulling away, pulling away. So I wasn't gonna let off. I'm like, fucking, I'm trying to get home, you know. And, Cash uh, up. Yeah. So I'm just cruising. I start slowing down to get off the bridge, you know. And I look behind me, and there's there's uh, blue lights behind me. Wee woos. Yep. And so, of course, uh, I start pulling over. And if only you could go 155 instead. If of I could have went 155, <laughs> that would have been him getting pulled over, not me. So yeah. I was pissed. Yeah. But the car was bone stock. I didn't do a thing to it. I, I had a lowering. I had Eibach lowering suspension. Yeah. And I had a, a Cobra clutch put in it. What else did I have done? I had everything done, like, before I even, like, got the car. I had everything done. Like, I had it lowered in the clutch and all that. So, when I turned 16, it was, like, ready to rip, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, anyway, that happened. And I was only 16, and I was out past curfew. Curfew in Florida was, like, 11 p.m. Yeah. Or maybe it was 10, but it was, like, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning. And so. Yeah. See, I, we talked about that before. I didn't even know about that. Mm -hmm. But the only reason I was ever out is because I was working. Okay. And the only time I ever got pulled over was on my way to work one time, which is kind of BS because a cop was like, I didn't know it was a cop, it was undercover, mm -hmm. but this, I was going the speed limit and this dude just got right up on me and I was in the fast lane. Mm -hmm. And so I sped up and got over. I didn't speed up much. I was in a 95 F-150 with an inline six going up a bridge. Yeah. Like he, I didn't speed up much. I went like five or 10 over and he pulled me over. He's like, you know, faster. I was like, are you kidding? I got over out of your way, bro. Yeah. I was trying to get out of your way, man. Come on. So yeah, I never had a curfew issue. So that's why I guess I didn't know about the curfew in Florida. Yeah. So they do, they have a curfew there. And he was like, what do you want to do here? You know? 
Um, he couldn't. He didn't get me on radar. But what yeah, he said is, yeah, that's always a savior, bro. Uh, he didn't know exactly how fast, but he said he was doing 120. And he couldn't. And keep he up. said I was pulling away from. Him. <laughs> I had a cop tell me that like. And so away. I was like, okay, you know, like. In my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, right. I, I know exactly how fast I was going, but he didn't know, and he was like, you know. Pro tip: Never. I was trying it. to be nice. I'm actually really good at talking to cops. When it comes to talking to cops, like I've gotten out of so many things, it's it's not even funny. I feel like I've got. I feel like anytime I get pulled over, I'm not mad at all because I'm like, I'm glad I'm you didn't just catch me a different time. Yeah. Like like you got me. Well, like, he did oh. get me in a pretty bad situation. I know. Well, yeah, I guess so. I but, guess he got you, but like, yeah, and I was down because I, I lost the race too, so I was oh. not very happy. Yeah, but was, uh, but you also got that. You pulled that. You landed that first kiss. Yeah, yeah. So that was a good thing. That was one good thing. And <laughs> so what the cop did, uh, he actually he's like, listen, this is what we can do. We can call your parents, and if they will come and get you, um, you can take the car home because they were going to impound the car. Oh, that's terrible. And they were going to take me to jail. And so, because it was street That's racing, so and so, um, luckily my parents came through, and uh, <laughs> so the ride home was not very fun. My dad was not in a very good mood. It was late <laughs> at night. He was sleeping, and my dad does not like to be woken up at night. Dude, my parents have had to come get me before, and it is not good. Yeah, so that was a long. It was only like a fifteen minute car ride home, but it felt like two hours. It was, it was one of those. So that that happened, and then. Not even kidding. Like another like week or two later, um, I was in Clearwater Beach, and I was just hanging out with a buddy, and uh, we're out on the beach and we're having some beers, you know, sitting there in a the car. How old were you? Sixteen. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, all of a sudden, this uh, cop creeps up on us. Didn't even see him. We're sitting in. The, it was a drop top too. I had a convertible Mustang, so we had the top down. Man, I was just I was living the life, man. Sixteen years old in a Mustang with a five speed, you know, convertible. Pretty much brand. It was four years old. It was pretty much a brand new car, mm. and I bought it off a hot ass stripper too. Actually, <laughs> oh my gosh. And, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and I found it. Yeah, you were fifteen so, when you bought it. Yeah, I was fifteen when I bought it. But anyway, so. <laughs> Yeah, it was a stripper's car, so, like, she was, like, first owner, of course, you know. Like, it was the top of the line. It was, like, a GT, you know. It was fancy, <laughs> yeah. black, tan interior, you know. Who knows what happened in it. But. Oh, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, shit, where was I going with the story on this? Um, oh, yeah, so. Clear Beach. Yeah, so the cop pulls up behind us. He didn't pull up. They walked up. That's how they snuck up on us. And uh, we were drinking beer. And, I, of course, they had the key on because we were listening to the radio. And yeah. that was the downfall, so. They were trying to give me a DUI, and I was literally on my on my second beer, like I was not drunk, you know. And uh, so they gave me a sobriety test, and I passed it. So what do they do? They call my parents. And it's, a week later, it was like a week, two weeks later. I don't even know the after exact time. Street racing. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not racing. I'm drinking. You know, like. No, no, I'm mean after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You tell your parents. That's what I, I stopped parents. racing. Yeah, I wasn't racing. I was just that was on the way home. They didn't catch me yet, but. Um, so yeah, that happened. And, uh, so they came and picked me up and that was another, like, that was actually like a 45 minute ride home and it felt like five hours. Yeah. It sucked. And, uh, my buddy was in the car too. And he like, didn't say a word. He was like pleading. He was just not saying a word. Yeah. He was as if he wasn't there. He was playing ghost. Yep. So that happened. And then what else happened? Um, 
I had a bunch of other run-ins, but those are the only major ones in the first. So then, anyway, yeah. So like a few months Did goes by. Did you get by. open container or anything? Yeah, open containers. What they gave me. Yeah. And that's actually that the is only so thing. Popular in that's actually the only thing still on my record. If you pull up my uh, my driving record. You have an open container from when you were sixteen. Yeah, I have an open container when Dang. I was sixteen on there. So when I was getting my trucking, when I was getting my first job in trucking, I pulled up my, uh, you know, they pulled up my driving history. And it's just open container, and I'm like instantly like I just try to like, defend myself, you know. And I'm like, it was like 25 years ago, man. <laughs> you know, I was 16 he, years I was old. 16, I don't know. It yeah, wasn't so. even mine. It was, but I'm not telling you that. So he was like, yeah, no, it's fine. It was a long time ago. So, um, <laughs> so then it's like, what happened? Oh yeah, so I got I got some mail. My mom's like, you got some mail. I don't know what it is. Open it up, and um, the state of Florida is suspending my license. You're only allowed to have three points in the first year if you're 16 years old, and I had four. And so uh, they didn't suspend it completely. They let me go to school and work yeah. in, in church. So um, parents are like, what are you going to do? Like, you know, we know you're going to get pulled over. You're not going to stop. Like, because I kept driving. Like, I wasn't, even though it was, like, suspended, like, I. Yeah, you were driving normal. It's like, I'm going to my buddy's house, you know, like. It's like, you know, I was just always, I always pushed it. And uh, so my mom was like, you really need to sell that car. Like, that car is going to get you in trouble. So that's when the Ford Ranger came into play. I'm like, cool, I want to build a lowrider, you know. Yeah. And so. Very Tampa of you. Yeah, well, there was a huge crew over there. So we all had lowrider trucks, too. Like, a bunch of my friends had lowrider trucks. I'm like, I'm going to get one, too. And they all had uh, Chevy S10s. Yep. And uh, I was like, I want to buy a Ford. I'm a Ford guy. So I'm like, I'm going to get a Ranger. And it was a Ranger Splash extended cab oh, the splash it was the splash yeah it had the, had the flare side bed so it had some curves to it it wasn't just you know square yep and uh that was the biggest money pit i've uh, ever spent on one truck i don't think it's the truck's fault sean no it was actually yeah it's what i did to it yeah so, i don't uh, think there was i think that truck would still be running if it wasn't for yeah. <laughs> you being how we are and honestly the truck itself was great like the motor and everything was fine i never really had any issue with the truck it was I did an air ride on it. It was all yeah. air ride. And uh, that was the main issue was the air ride, I guess. Yeah. And uh, so I guess that was um, – that's kind of where that went to. So, yeah, I sold the Mustang. I got the uh, Ford Ranger. Yeah. And uh, the whole point of that was to get out of street racing. I was like, I'm going to get into, like, the, the show scene, you know. Yeah. The car – because there's a big car scene down there, too. Yeah, maybe so. not getting so much trouble. Yeah, so then we ended up having a club. We called it Six Styles. It was pretty pretty sick. We all had it on our windshield, so we all had this big sticker on the bottom. But we had about, like, ten trucks in the group. Um, most of them were on airbags. Um, some of them were just lowered. But um, So it's funny because, like, now you see all these squatted trucks. But, like, <laughs> the back end doesn't go up. Like, back in the day, that was me. But my I could actually raise the ass end up. And, you know, it was cool. Yeah. Like I would drive around with the front end sky high, headlights in the air, and my back end would be dragging. And I put um, my license plate actually said dragging. I had a custom plate made on it. Well, that's a really like air ride and hydraulic scene type thing. Like all the guys yeah. in California on hydraulics, yep. that's common for them. Like they'll drag the rear and they have skid plates, like spark yeah. plates they put on the back. Yeah. I just used a ball. I had to use my reese hitch. You flipped it over. And I just take the reese hitch and flip it over and I just drag the ball down the road. 
I wonder where that thing's at now. <laughs> I, I bet it was worn pretty good. Yeah, oh yeah, I wore it out pretty good. And just you think about it, you can just take it out and get another one. You know, exactly. it's, it's replaceable, so it's not like you're ruining your truck. You know. Yeah. So I would I would take out reflectors. That was my biggest thing. I'd just be cruising down the road taking out reflectors. <laughs> <laughs> You'd see them flying up in the air, but uh, I didn't really do that. I'm just kidding. But yeah, so that was. I'm um, pretty sure the time has passed for them to come after you for yeah, that. They never got me for that one. I don't know what that would have been. They're still wondering who did that. Yeah, like man, I swear this. Look there's at these no marks re- in the road. There's what no reflectors this? on this road. What happened? Um, so that was kind of what got me out of the street racing scene. Was the Ranger, and then I'm trying to think what I had after that. I've had so many. I, I, we really can't talk about how many cars I've had. I probably had close to twenty-five or thirty. Yeah, I think you've only had like eight or ten. And out of those thirty, I only had like, I'd say like a dozen of them were like daily drivers. You know. Yeah. Um. We can move so on to my favorite car. Okay. You want to guess which one that is? Which one? No. Oh, one of my favorite cars? No, guess which my favorite of yours was. Oh, I'm going to say my black F-150. Oh, your... My Lightning. I had a 94 Lightning. Oh, that was the same body. Actually, it was mine. a fake Lightning. Yeah, that's why I thought you were going to say that, because you had a 95. I had a 94. I had a short cab, short bed. It looked just like a Lightning, so I called it a Lightning. I slammed it. I did air ride on it as well. We see notch the frame. <laughs> oh yeah, Hot Rod Lincoln. Yeah, so I had a Hot Rod Lincoln. 19 <laughs> It's a 1988 Hot Rod Lincoln. Yeah. And the funny thing is, um, parts of the motor... It's a great song. Yeah, it was actually. <laughs> it's yeah. a great song. The um, So, some of the parts... Uh, actually, I had a few Fox Body Mustangs in there too. I forgot about that. I didn't throw those in there. So, I went back to Fox Body Mustangs. I had an 88. I had a 93. Um, had a couple Mustangs. And I was always a Mustang guy. I love Mustangs. Um, as a kid, I, that was my dream car growing up. It's like for like Christmas when I get like Christmas, you know, cards from uh, all my relatives. Yeah. My mom like, okay, you know, write them a thank you card. And I'd always write in there, thank you for, you know, if they gave me money or something. I'd be like, thank you for the money. I'm putting it towards my Mustang. And I'd draw a picture of like a 1993 Mustang GT. Because honestly, that was the first car I ever hit 100 miles an hour in. So like <laughs> that stuck in my mind forever and like it was my neighbor so my neighbor was 18 years old dude that might be the first car i ever hit 100 in so whatever in 1993 i was in third grade and i always know that because in first grade it was 1991 second grade was 1992 mine was 96 96 is the first car it was my mom's mustang she had a red mustang in 96 yeah and uh i mean mustangs are meant to go fast you know and uh, so my neighbor comes home in a brand new Mustang GT. I mean, it had like 10 miles on it. He comes rolling in the neighborhood, and I was just like, it was beautiful, you know. And uh, what was that? Was that frogs? <laughs> I thought I heard something. But uh, so, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, he takes me out in the car, and uh, I'm with my buddy Johnny at the time. And we're, what, 10 years old? Something like that. So, like, we just jump in the car with him because, you know, that was the cool thing to do. <laughs> and the first thing we he does, jump in the cool car with a stranger. <laughs> yeah. No, he's our neighbor, and he rode yeah. dirt bikes. Like he was eighteen, he had dirt bikes and stuff. Like he was into the like, hey, ten year olds, come get in the car real quick. So we're like, and he always had like Honda Civics and CRXs and stuff before that when he was like sixteen. Yeah. So this is his first fast car, but he's always he's been driving for a few years. He's good. Yeah. And uh, first thing he does is just a the <laughs> nastiest burnout you've ever seen leaving the driveway. R- real quick, we gotta back up. <laughs> you said. 
You said this was his first fast car. Yes, I did say first. This is a slick car. bash on those Hondas. No, and I don't bash Hondas because I because um, you're actually friends. friends that have uh, the like world record fastest Honda CRX. I saw um, his. I saw his Honda on um, Instagram the other day. He actually just wrecked the CRX a few months ago, and he's building a new car. Yeah, but they're down in the sevens now, quarter mile times. Um, so yeah. anyone that knows anything about quarter mile time, seven seconds in a Honda is ridiculous. So Nasty fast in a front wheel drive car. Yeah. Like most cars you see on the road are like 14 seconds, you know, around that range. Like average daily driver cars. Um, so they're, they're half that. They're what twi- trucks twice are? as fast. So speaking of trucks, like I've every vehicle I've ever owned, I always had to go to the track. I don't know. I didn't care how slow it was. Like I just wanted to know how fast it was. I even took um I had a Subaru station wagon, it was my grandmother's. Yeah. And I even took that to the track to race it. I mean, who takes the station wagon? But what I did is I actually chopped the muffler off. So it was like straight piped. So it so sounded, sounded fast. It sounded like a WRX, you know, STI coming down the road and then you yeah. see like and we of called course. it the silver bullet because it was silver <laughs> and it was like long. It was you know it looked like a bullet, so. We, um, even my, dude, I had a, uh, what was it, the Escape, the Ford Escape, you remember that thing I had? Mm-hmm. I used to rally off-road out in Corbett at, like, oh, 60 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah, you come to um, work and be like, bro, you won't believe what it made it through, and I was like, that thing went through that, and, like, I, remember I couldn't w- believe it. Dude, one time I smashed uh, down on a rock, and it pushed the gas tank up into the under not underside of the cab, and, you know, the fuel pumps on those are under the back seat, so you can get, mm-hmm. there's an access port, most SUVs have an access port for the fuel tank under the seat, under the carpet in the rear. And so um, I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, we just stalled all of a sudden. I open my door and look out, and I'm in, like, six inches of water, and there's, like, gasoline everywhere. And I'm like, what is going on? And so I shut the car all the way off, take a flashlight, and I had a girl with me at the time, too. She was in the passenger seat. Yeah. And She was like, I told you this is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. And so I, like, opened it up and was – I like so I took the back seat out, opened the panel, and the, sure enough, the necks are broken off the fuel pump. So I took, like, electrical tape and super glue and, like, all kinds of random stuff I had and taped it back together. Dude, she was a trooper. She, like, held a towel up because as soon as I started the car, it started spraying gas on the She wanted to get wind. the hell out of there. Dude, don't, I, started don't spraying, I started spraying <laughs> gas on the windshield. It sprayed, like, over the seats and onto the windshield. I could it see that. crazy. And so she's holding a towel up to keep the gas up <laughs> as I'm mobbing through Corbett trying to get out. Wow, yeah. She did not want to be there with you, <laughs> obviously. She's like, get me the hell out of here. <laughs> That's awesome. So we ended up dating. Oh, okay. Well, her parents I guess she saw a future in it. She's like, guys, she, he yeah. can break stuff, but I guess, uh, you know. Yeah, we got out of there that night. That was fun. Teamwork. Teamwork. Yep. So, yeah, so... No, but back to the story. That car I took to the drag strip. I took that okay. to PB. Uh, I feel like yeah. it's necessary, and you always see that one guy in like a car. You're like, why would he do that? Like, why would he bring that to the track? And it's just you just want to know the number. You want to know, and it, it's like you, you know, got to know what that number is. You got to know, and then you can make changes. You got to hit the tree, man. No matter how fast or slow it is, like you're dogging, you're gonna, you know, you're, you're giving it all it's got. You might as well see what it does on the track. So, and I'll tell you what, you could be up against the fastest car on the track. And you can still tree the hell out of them. You can still beat somebody on the tree, even if you don't beat them down the strip. Yeah, I mean, a few of my cars are really slow, though. So, like, even if I beat them, they were going to catch up real quick. Oh, no, so. no, no. What I mean is, like, you can you can get them on the tree. So, yeah. 
You baked bets yep. on that too, man. Whose yeah, reaction exactly. time was quicker? So. Oh, you red lighted. Look at yeah, you. Yeah, you can still have that. Uh, I make you nervous. Yeah, <laughs> you can still have that awesome reaction time. So you won somewhere. Yeah. Even if they just destroy you down the track. Yep. So, um, yeah, I spent actually. I wasn't super big on uh, drag racing. Um, I wish I was. But I did. I mean, I we used to do it all the time. But so, I mean, I have a lot of friends that are super into it. And, like they spend every yeah. dollar they have. And like I was never like that. I would just go to the track to see what it did. And then I was more into like doing. I was into do, like doing donuts. Yeah, and you know, me like too. doing like more illegal stuff. I guess you could say. I didn't think of it like that. I wasn't like, yeah, I want to do illegal. Just like, well, uh, is it? It's. They don't, it's not even like, there's like, not a ticket for it. They give you a catch-all, reckless driving, careless driving. Like, the, it's not like it's blatantly illegal. It's the, there's a catch-all ticket they write you. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> I've had a few, I had a few tickets. Actually, they weren't even tickets. They should have been arrest, but they weren't. But, um, yeah. in my Mustang. Yeah. Um, yeah, my sister's a cop. Yeah. And, uh. That was a huge benefit. Did she ever pull you over? No, she never oh. did. No, we actually get along pretty well. We get along fine. I got pulled over by my and, uh, buddy's cousin one time, and he was in the car. Yep. So, yeah, there was, uh, <laughs> there was one night I was doing donuts in my Mustang, and I did it right in front of the cop, and then I ran away from him. Like, <laughs> thinking, I really, because, like, Dukes of Hazard and stuff like that was, like, my favorite TV shows growing up. Like, yeah. I watched these, and, like, The Bandit, Smoking the Bandit, like, Basically, they're just running from the law, and like those are my idols. So, like when I turned sixteen, it's like all hell broke loose. You know, <laughs> so like when I turned, you're you like know. somebody chase me. Yeah, so you're I like literally I did donuts in front of this cop, and I got away. And like an idiot, I was like, I'm gonna turn around and pretend like I'm somebody else. You know, like come back at him. You know, and I didn't even think he was still there. I figured he'd left. Well, he was sitting in the middle of the road, <laughs> waiting for me, and uh, so he pulls me over, and. Uh, we had actually, I'll leave out a few of the details because I know your mom does listen to this podcast as well. So it's, I don't want her, I don't want her thinking different of me anyway. So they pulled me over and, uh, so I have my driver's license in my wallet and I have this card my sister gave me and it says someone in your family is a police officer, you know? So I, yeah. I, I accidentally slid that in with my license. So when it, you know, <laughs> I remember this story. <laughs> so I slid it in there, and as he's looking at it, and I mean, you think I was just doing donuts in front of him, like I was yeah. totally being disrespectful, but it wasn't Absolutely. disrespectful. I was just I was testing to see how good of a driver he was, you know. And you wanted him to chase you. I, well, yeah, I wanted him to chase me, and I want to see his skill level. See how fast them helicopters go. Yeah, <laughs> and so he he looks at it, and as soon as he realizes what it is, he threw it back at me. Like he just <laughs> chucks it back at me, and he's like, "I'll be back," and I was like, "Oh my god." I was like, dude, we're going to jail. And You're I had done. like, I had three of my buddies in the car. So that was part of it too. Oh man. It wasn't just me by myself. I had like three other people in the car, like, you know, <laughs> egging me on to like, cause that's what we do. We, we go yeah, out to no, parties. Trust me. I know. We got to parties on the way home. It's like, shh, we're doing donuts. You know, we got certain intersections that we have to stop at. You know, we have like certain locations that are yeah. like, when we, you can't pass by that without, you know. Uh, kind of like me. Whipping every time a few. it snows right across the street in this <laughs> yeah. big, big old parking lot. Yep. And uh, so anyway, he came back, and I literally got pulled over, I would say, a quarter mile from my house. It was like two rights, and I was home. There was the four-way stop. I I got pulled over right by the four-way stop. And my parents' house is right down the road. So, um, Which way was this? Is this towards the shop and towards the law or the – Yeah. Okay. But headed towards my parents. Yeah. I was going home, kind of. 
I yeah. mean, we, we had a few stops to make in the meantime, but eventually we were going home. So, yeah. But anyway, he comes back to the car, and uh, he's like, you live right down the street at this address? I said, yes. He's like, go home. Yeah. And I got the card back. He didn't take the card. I was like worried. You know, he threw it back at me, so luckily I still had it. But that got yeah. me out of, like, a serious – I don't even know what that would have been. Um, probably fleeing and eluding. No, because he never turned his lights on. He, yeah, he, he didn't, didn't actually. He yeah, didn't he, try to chase you. No, because what happened was I, I was actually getting ready to do donuts in the middle of the intersection, and he yeah. just happened to roll up to the intersection when I was getting ready to do it. And you're like, whatever, I'll do it anyway. And so as soon as he turned down the road, like he was turning down the road I was on. And uh, as soon as he did that, it was like game on. I just pretended like I didn't even see him and just started doing what I was there to do, you know. And uh, Oh, dude, I was on my <laughs> way to work one time. This was oh I was working at GM uh, the GM dealership in Jacksonville, um, and I was like I live like forty minutes forty five fifty minutes from my work, and so I was like driving to work whatever, and I was in my F one fifty and that ninety five F one fifty man, uh, the, I dude I roasted so many tires in that truck it's ridiculous, yeah. and I mean that three hundred straight six is a torque monster, and so and I like. It probably didn't do anything to help me at all. I upgraded to the Mustang injectors, so I went from like nineteen pound hour injectors They're to twenty like four. Yeah, 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 something higher. Yeah, and so it was like I bumped up to a bigger injector, and like, which it didn't smoke, so I guess it just adjusted and took the fuel, which is cool. Um, it just wasted more fuel. Yeah, really. it did. <laughs> and I did uh, air intake and all kinds of stuff, so I got more air in, and I get I did headers on it and um, header. Yeah, no. Uh, no, it was two six. piece. It was oh, two it? piece. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it went into a single collector. It was like two and a half to three collector. Um, but yeah, there there are a couple of companies, so there are one piece ones for those. But it, mine were two piece. If and you then, could go back and do it all over, would you would have like turboed that truck? So I recently watched a video. There actually there was a company that or a, like a YouTube channel that made like four or five hundred horsepower out of that motor. Yeah, a stupid amount of power. And they didn't even – I don't think they changed anything internal. Like any like inline six a is a good head. motor. They even did. like the Jeeps, you know, they have like the – problem. pretty torquey. The problem with the 300 straight six is it's a big block I-6. And so it's actually a square. So uh, in terms of the piston diameter, what's the 302 piston diameter? Three inches? Or is it four? Four, yeah. So Well, a Chevy 350, I want to say, is four. I think the 302 is four. Because that's what I wanted to say to, at the beginning. So it's a four-inch piston diameter with a four-inch stroke on the 300 straight six. Because you got to think a 302, it's two more cylinders. It's only two cubic inches more. Yeah. Right. So the 300 straight six has to make up for that because it's the same pistons. You buy the same pistons, and so you make up for that. Really, in the I didn't stroke. know that. Yeah. Because when I was looking at building one, I was gonna buy like much nicer pistons. Yeah. So instead of buying a full rotating assembly, I was going to buy super nice pistons and rods mm -hmm. and then just buy whatever crankshaft I could get. Yeah. But because I feel like if you had a turbo on that truck, you would have gotten a lot more trouble. Well, so <laughs> back to the story, <laughs> I rolled up to the light at the and I like I had I don't I think I had like a crush on a girl at the front counter or something. I was in the shop. I did warranty. No, I did a recall work. They had three techs at the GM dealership just doing recalls. Yeah. All three of us worked 40 plus hours a week doing only recalls. I believe it. There were only three lube guys, dude. 
We had so many recalls. It was ridiculous. We had envoys catching on fire like weekly from seat harnesses under the driver's seat. It would start catching on fire. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Bad situation all the way around. So we would change the harnesses out and all that. But I pull up to the light. This girl that I like had a crush on was next to me because it was two turn lanes and both of them went to the right and it was a red light, no turn on red. So I do a fat, smoky burnout, spinning both tires. The truck's sliding to the right. And it was early in the morning, so the sun was, like, just coming up. It was, like, I don't know, 6 a.m. or so, 6.30. And all of a sudden, I look at my my mirror, and it's – dude, that truck would fill the cab with smoke. So it would smoke all the way up to the windows. And then – so it's, like, the smoke had reached to the windows, and it was starting to come in the cab. And all of a sudden, the smoke is flashing red and blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's not normal. No. <laughs> Cop right behind sign. me. And uh, I let off and roll out of it. And then light turns green, and I just, like, I roll out of it. I look over. She's kind of laughing, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> and I pull into the turn lane, and the cop's like, what was that? And my I pedal got like, stuck. The accelerator. <laughs> it's underneath the carpet. The carpet. Yeah, there's no carpet. It was rubber flooring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was like, what was that? And I was like, that, that was a burnout. <laughs> and he's like, you know shit. That's where you just got to be honest with him. If you're honest with a cop, you're usually better off. Like, I was doing yeah. it for a girl. Just tell him. That's like, what I told him. Like, I was doing and it for so a girl. I was like, like, you're I was an like, idiot. I was like, so that car right. next, I was like, that because she drove a Camaro. I was like, that Camaro next to me had a girl that I work. I work at the dealership right here, man. I'm really sorry. Like, honestly, I was trying to show off. He didn't give me a ticket or anything. He was okay. like, get to work. He's like, I swear, if I see burnout marks anywhere on this street in the next, like, you know, months or whatever, I'm going to come to your work. And I was like, all right, I'm so sorry, officer. I was like 18 or 19. Yeah. (laughs) I was 18, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that was the – Seeing the red blues. The 300 straight six. Yeah, like I never knew much about them. Um, I know like other kids had them. I didn't really know much, but I know you talk about pretty high. So That was it. They're Uh, not fast. No, they're just torquey. But I had a 1970 Ford Maverick with like the 160 in line six. Yeah. Or something like that, 175 or something? It's like something. a 183 or something like that. Yeah, they, it's had like two, odd they had two. They had two small ones, like a 183 and like a 230 or something like that. Or yep. maybe it was like a 240 or – sorry, maybe it was a 140 and like 183. I don't remember. But that thing was super slow. Yeah. And it looked super nice. It had a candy apple green paint with – they sprayed metal flake in the clear coat. So it was just super flaky and reflective. I'd pull it, and a gas tank was in the rear, just like the Mustang. This was a 1970. Okay. Nice. And everybody would be like, hey, nice Mustang, man. I'm like, it's 600 pounds lighter than a Mustang. <laughs> it should be faster. Yep. But That's kind of one of the things, too. Like, growing up, the very first car I ever worked on was a 1964.5 Mustang. My uncle has a 64.5 barn find restoration. Yeah. It was my neighbor's car. We used to ride our bikes around the neighborhood. And Before so. 302. Yeah. They had 289. Yep. 289. Yeah. Yep. And so he had a, a 65 in the garage, which was yeah. already restored. He restored a 65 and he was restoring a 64 and a half. And so we'd always ride our bikes by and we always see it and we end up going over there and hanging out with him. And yeah. next you know, we're pulling transmissions. You know, we're, yep. we're young. We're probably like 12 years old. We're just trying to hang out and uh, yeah, do stuff. And uh, that's why my F 150 got beat so bad. My uncle owned a shop in Ocala, my uncle Frank. He was a major, he was a massive influence on my life, and he uh, he owned a shop in Ocala, and so it was kind of like, oh, anything that happens, I have help. Like, I can I can fix my truck, and then he basically told me, 
like, yeah, I have an extra motor for you and I have an extra transmission for you. And so I'm like, yeah, those are the only things I can break. Yeah. We also changed my rear axle. He gave me a different rear diff or rear axle because I blew the, I basic, he told me that he had, and I was like, yeah, it's clunking when I put it in reverse. Dude, the ring and pinion were so bad that it would clunk. Every time I put it in reverse, it would slam because it would rotate backwards and smash yeah. the back of the gears. It probably had one tooth left, so it would rotate like, <laughs> all the way like, around. Like 350 <laughs> degrees, like that last 10% or whatever degrees. It would finally hit that one tooth, and then yeah, it would catch. Yeah, it was so loose. I remember him grabbing the pinion and moving it up and down, and I was like, that's weird. <laughs> it wasn't like that before. Well, I was that. like, I didn't, I didn't know that did that. Is that supposed to do that? <laughs> I had no idea what a rear diff was. But no, I mean, he helped me build my first transmission when I was like 12 or something like that and 13, built my first motor. It was like the next summer or something like that, I built first motor. And it was a C6. No, it was an E4OD was the first one. And then I also built a C6 mm -hmm. and then 302. That's cool. It's, really, it's cool when you have someone around to help you out like that because that's what makes, you know, trucking fun, you know, when you get in and not just buying a truck, actually like having a truck and then like when you break it, you can yeah. fix it or you can modify it to make it better. Like that's, I don't know, it's rewarding. I want to get to the point where I'm, I feel the same way about Coyote Motors. Yeah, oh, I, I have mean, an extra one. I'll just throw that in. Exactly. I don't care. <laughs> so, yeah, it's funny it was mm -hmm. that way. That's why I'm actually building a truck right now and it's kind of why I'm building this truck. And the one I'm picking is because I have parts for days. I have like spare transmissions, axles, although I'm building the axles like 100% so I don't have to worry about them again. Um, but uh, well, you might bend that that housing though. You're gonna have yeah, to I know. trust that thing. And that's something. Uh, if I if I do bend it, I'll do down the road. But uh, yeah, instead I have extra cabs, <laughs> I have extra doors, fenders, hoods, headlights. I mean, anything you can like bend, break, or smash. Like I have spares, which is why I'm kind of <laughs> good. Yeah, and you're gonna have so your solid axle front and rear. Yeah, solid axle front. You got and a rear. V10 in that monster. It's a V10 right now. Um, I went gas. I didn't want to go diesel just because, you know, I, I just think that diesels are like, I have I have a 550. We should well. also say you love diesel trucks. I love diesel trucks. Yeah. I do. I love diesels. Um, <laughs> there's just multiple. so many little things that can go wrong, and they're very expensive to fix. So, yeah, like a gas motor, you can, like, fix on a trail, you know. Um, yeah. The only thing I have to worry about is spark plugs, you know, flying out. So, and I'm actually going to have spares in my glove box, you know. So, if, if I'm throwing spark plugs out on a trail, I can uh, I can fix them, you know. I, yeah. I come prepared. You have all the safety equipment and all that, and I have, like, all the, the extra parts. Yeah, that's because I have new trucks, so I don't really have to have those parts. <laughs> yeah. I need CV axles because <laughs> pop goes the weasel. Yep. But you also have car payments that I don't have. Which that is, is correct, but you're spending just as much on. For sure. I think when I'm done, I'm probably gonna have like thirty, like thirty grand into this truck, which maybe doesn't sound like a lot, but I bought the truck for three thousand dollars. <laughs> Full Carly suspension. Yeah, Carly suspension and all Fox, that. So it's gonna be nice. Fox well, two five DSCs. I haven't actually ordered them yet because they're on such a back order. I know nine months. I'm, uh, I'm just doing. So I'm trying to build. Yeah, but it. you have the Carly stuff. Yeah. Um, and you have. Well, that's on back order too. So that's um, why on by by the time we do this trip coming up, the Pony Express Trail. Yeah. I'm not going to have any of the suspension. I'm just going to have the axles done and uh, whatever else. The lighting. I got the uh, LP9s. Yeah, yeah, got yeah. LP9s this time around. Yeah, so LP9s on the way. I'm excited for those. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I didn't even tell them what kind of truck it is. So, I guess we're keeping you on dark. It's a 2003 Ford F250 uh, Super Duty. In case you couldn't tell by the hint of uh, 
Yeah, I mean, but, cab and V10. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's uh it's a short cab, the long bed. Um so I think it's got a kind of nice wheelbase setup for Yeah. I like going fast. Um last year on the trip I took my Cadillac and I had an amazing time. Yeah, so Sean was the one with the Escalade last year, guys. I had the black Cadillac Escalade. I'm always the guy that's different. Like I'm never the same guy like if everyone's running Toyota Tacomas, I can promise you I'm not going to have a Toyota Tacoma. And I have nothing against them. It's just I'm that guy. Like, if you know, I always have something different. And so last year I chose to take a Cadillac Escalade on the trail because it was completely different. I already had it sitting there. It was something I owned. Yep. And it was four-wheel drive. And I was like, hell, I can well, sleep kind in of. it. I can sleep in this thing, you know. It's SUV. I have all the back seats taken out because I did mobile mechanics for a while. So I had no back seats. I used to keep all my tools back there. And uh, it actually did really well. Um, what did I mean? Nothing really broke. I mean, I had to do my alignment every time I had a bump. <laughs> yeah. Well, we the biggest thing uh, was the drive shaft. We had to keep we had to keep taking the drive shaft out yes. in the front because um, the front ends are so weak on Chevys. Yeah, and that um, is not a disputed fact. Like that, it's it's a joke. You see these these like awesome world renowned shops build crazy baller chevy 3500 dualies with you know american force 30 inch wheels on 40s and 44s and you know putting tens of thousands of dollars into like an ultimate air ride suspension kit you know how shops like the shop floors like an inch above the you know, driveway to it they drop down that like one inch drop and you can see the tires turn in yeah and it's just like oh my gosh like, i mean honestly it did great it rode like a cadillac like it lived up to its name like the whole time we were off-roading like comfortable. i could have my drink in the center console and it didn't even spill once like it it rode like to a, be it fair, rode amazing the only time me and pat's drink spilled is when we jumped so hard it lot it launched the water <laughs> the five gallon water jugs out of the bed over the side of the truck, and they were hanging by those ultimate bungees I had rubbing against the tires. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the only time we spilled drinks. Yeah, that was such a fun trip. Like, I've been waiting. I've been, like, excited to go on it again. And I had it, had plans to build up the Escalade this year with, oh, with straight axle because I'm like, if I'm doing this again, I'm not going to run IFS. Um, at least the stock Chevy IS, IFS. Yeah. You can do, like, Cognito, things like that, and you can soup it up. But by the time you spend all that money, it's like, I'd rather just have a straight axle. Yeah, Unless and I also, did. Cognito, I've seen Cognito stuff break all the time, too. Yeah, I used to, now, like... Kibby Tech stuff. I was just going to say, I looked over and I saw your hat, and I'm like, well, yeah. So yeah. He has a Kibby Tech hat on. Kibby him. Tech stuff is stupid strong. Yeah, no, I... it's I, also, you pay for it. Yeah, I loved it, and I thought about that, too, and that's actually not out the window, like... I still have the Escalade. I don't know what I'm doing with it. Right now, it's just sitting. We're thinking um, we're going to do a twin-turbo Kibbe Tech setup. So we're going to do long travel on it. Yeah, twin-turbo. Twin LS motor. Yeah, it's got the 6-liter. It's already got some power. You know, yeah, so. and if it blows, everybody knows LSs are cheap. Yeah, pick another one up. Yep. So it might have a future, you know. But for right now, the easiest route to go fast off-road reliably is going to be a solid axle swap with some nice – nice shocks and some custom leaf springs from Deaver. Yep. On I mean, it's got good power. And if you put a supercharger on that V10. Yeah, I know. They um I don't know if I want to spend the money on it, but uh Kenny Bell makes a a badass looking uh supercharger. Like the throttle body is built into it and it has pretty good dyno results and all that's good and all, but at the end of the day like 
spends 15 grand in two weeks on truck parts. I don't know if I want to spend five on a supercharger. Well, I figure I, the axles are something I can put in another vehicle, you know? <laughs> That's so, like, true. They're Dana 60s. And uh, so basically, I could take those out and put them in something else, you know? So That's true. I didn't just spend 15 grand on that truck in particular. I can put those underneath the Cadillac or I could, you know, do anything. It's kind of a universal yeah. part. At least that's what I tell myself when I'm buying stuff that I shouldn't be buying. But it's not bad. I want to get a Bronco too. Okay. And build it up. Those are cool. Those are so short wheelbase. Is that for like a rock crawler? Because you're not really into rock crawling. Ford has dropped the ball on their marketing recently and naming vehicles. Let's talk about that real quick. The F-150 Lightning. First off, does not pay homage to the traditional Lightning. At all. No. It's just electric. It will be fast. Yeah. Oh It'll yeah, be definitely. the fastest F 150 ever made. So I get that. Yeah. But why wasn't it F15 and then the letter E for electric? F150E. Yeah. That's Bro. That's someone called Ford. Yeah. Tell them I got an idea. And then the Bronco Sport. Why is that the Sport? Why isn't oh, that the Bronco 2? Two? Two, yeah. Exactly. Also, Ford Maverick just said I owned one. What was it? Little brother to the Mustang. Smaller than that was the now Pinto. Now it's an SUV, right? No, now it's a pickup, a unibody pickup truck. Okay. A mini Honda Ridgeline. It actually, they actually look kind of cool. It's just the name. But know? It, I know, but it's like, I get it. You guys already own the, the rights to that name, but you're going to throw it on a truck? Yeah. Like, what? what's the deal? Like, I don't, it's a completely different vehicle. One There's thing's no... like Chevy too, like the Trailblazer or the uh, Blazer. Like, I'm not knocking them. I think they actually look pretty good, but why would you call the new Chevy Blazer, a Chevy Blazer. Yeah, but it's still it's the not. same. It's still especially an SUV, when the Bronco though. came out. Like you have the Bronco That's right true. there, they, and then they, they came the out ball. with a Blazer. Why would you ever come out with a Blazer the same year? That, yeah, but like, that's like saying the, the Jeep Cherokee, though, because the new one's nothing like the capabilities of the old one. No, it's just a modern vehicle, though. But at least the ch- the Blazer's still an SUV. I guess it's no K five, but uh. <laughs> yeah, but the Bronco is no seventy nine big body Bronco. I mean, it still has some of the body lines, like it kind of has. Well, the, the 79, the big ones, the like yeah. F-250 oh, yeah, frame there's. ones. Yep. Like, that's my favorite Bronco. I they had all it. came with like 460s, like they're big block Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Those, that's the big body Broncos are my favorite. Yep. Sorry, I touched the thing I wasn't supposed to touch on here. It's on the mic. Um, I had a Ford Bronco too, and that was like my first off-road mud truck. And I love yeah. that thing. What I, year I, was it? It was a uh, was it eighty nine? That's what mine was. Yeah, eighty nine. No, ninety one. I'm sorry, ninety one. Oh, I'm sorry. It took me a second. Same with <laughs> you. Same thing though. It was the uh, what do you call that front end? Mine was the bull nose. Yeah, it was a bull nose. Was it? Yeah, it was. What year did they switch to the rounded? Ninety two. Oh yeah. Ninety two is when we went yeah, to the, the bird eye. They call it like a bird eye. Like my my yeah. lightning was a bird eye. Um, but I I went on eBay and I found not eBay on Craigslist. Sorry. This is back in 2008. Yeah. Yeah. Went on Craigslist and I found a Ford Bronco for $500. Yeah, buddy. I was like, what? And uh, they said they couldn't get it running. Something happened to it. So I went and looked <laughs> at it. It had, uh, that's the one that had the tire, had the 37s on it. It had 37 inch IROX. Yeah. So it already had tires on it. Um, it had a 351 in it. It had the transmission fluid was like perfectly bright red. He said he had it rebuilt recently. Nice. And, uh, I was like, yeah, or you blew it up and you just put new fluid in it and now it won't go into gear and that's why you're selling it. But so I took the chance and I spent a whole whopping. Yeah, that's $100 in fluid. So you still come up, all right? I spent a whole whopping $500 on this truck. 
And I ended up bringing it back home. And within like 20 minutes, I had it running. <laughs> it was the fuel pump relay. I did. I took the Dude. relay like out of the horn. I took like the horn relay and he put it in the fuel even, pump. He didn't even try to pay a mechanic. No. He was like, can you figure it out? Not paying for a mechanic? I'm going to so sell like, it. <laughs> I swapped the horn relay with the uh, fuel pump relay, and the thing was running. And it sounded great. Guys. I was like, no freaking way. Pay your local mechanic if you can't so, figure it out. <laughs> I now had a $500 beater that had a pretty good motor in it. And like a $2,500 value. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the transmission was, in fact, new. Like, it shifted nice. It was great. Perfect. And... Uh, that was a fun truck. I took it out, smashed it into stuff, you know, just took trees down. It's funny because <laughs> I took down trees. some trees in my day. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first time I hit a pine tree, I didn't know what it was going to happen. I didn't, I didn't hit it on over. purpose. I didn't hit it on purpose. So we were in Corbett. Yeah. We're out there and we were spinning donuts and I'm spinning. And I spun so many donuts. We were getting dizzy. And like, like today. Kind of like today. Yeah. <laughs> and we're out there. We're like just kind of like laughing, joking, thinking we're having the greatest time of our life. Right. And so then we just kind of accidentally hit a tree and it folded over like you wouldn't even believe. It. Yeah. It was almost like those plastic things in the road. Like, you know, like, yeah, you know, yeah. They those just are fold down. Guys, those are those like orange. Oh, we better not say all of them. Yeah. Some of them are a lot harder. <laughs> yeah. But no, like the ones on the going into the express lane, like down in Broward County yeah. and Dade County, you can run right over those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they're, if traffic is stopped, they're rubber. Like, yeah. so yeah, once yeah, so I found out trees. that pine trees folded over, it was like a whole new game. It was like, it opens up and how they, big of they a tree also can pop I hit? back up. And that's how it had metal bumpers, you know, like a lot of the newer cars don't. This thing has like solid bumpers on it, you know. It's was it the factory metal ones? Yeah, it's factory. they're sheet metal, dude. Bro, I, I crushed some... so many of those bumpers in my F 150. Okay, I was hitting oak trees though. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't. I was hitting strictly pine because I knew six pine, inch oak tree does not like to fold over. A pine is like a it like rubber bands back up. It's like it just flings yeah, right back. Yeah, they stand up. back up. And so I, I'd say you could hit one. I don't know, like about as big around as my cup. Yeah. What are they like? You can do, yeah, a little bigger than that. Yeah. You could do like four inches in diameter. But you wouldn't even feel it. Is what it was. It was yeah, up to about two and a half. Like you, you hit this tree all. and you just see it fold down and then you'd pop back up in the rearview mirror. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. But uh, I did that in my Tacoma, actually, in uh, uh, Ocala National Forest. Okay. Yeah, there was a big tree down, and I had to go around it, and I couldn't fit through. So I was like, well, we're plowing this one over. Yeah. So where was that? That was – then I I actually made my own lift kit. It was super ghetto. And so the first time I took it out, because, like I said, I was broke. I didn't have any money. So I, like, made my own lift kit, and it was a radius arm suspension. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to – use like a drop down bracket for the radius arm and i didn't do that like i tried to like not like just to make do it that. work so the first and i put 40 inch groundhogs on it so i took the tires oh, off i love groundhogs i had 40 inch groundhogs and we took two wheels and we actually i didn't a buddy of mine had two wheels and he welded them together um so we had it was a 40 and the rim was like 18 inches wide it was like the stupidest wide rim you've ever seen and the tire was like 16 inches wide <laughs> So like it had the widest room. It had the most offset you've ever seen, without having any spacers. And uh, that's ridiculous. And that's so, how my uncle's mud trucks are. All his wheels were custom. But it didn't. I mean, you're not. They're made, you're not on the highway. Yeah, you know? they were made like in Ocala. Like some dude used to make his wheels for him. Yeah. Like when you're off roading in the grass, or like it doesn't matter if your wheels are balanced. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> <clears throat> but they they were pretty straight, so um. Yeah, like you can balance groundhogs <laughs> anyway. No, you can't balance a groundhog. 
So that was a pretty fun truck. But anyway, where I was going with the story is the very first time I took it out, um, the first mud hole I hit, the spring popped out. So <laughs> I got through the whole weekend. We went camping. And uh, the whole weekend, they called me Spring Fling. <laughs> <laughs> spring Fling. <laughs> yeah, because it, it came flying out. and like So it wasn't a big deal. We put it back in, and I realized what happened is there's a little spring holder that holds the spring in. And I didn't have it properly put back in so it has like clip it has like a little t like a notch on the top and i didn't have it in the notch i just it's a bolt i had it bolted on yeah i didn't realize that it actually has like a little thing oh, that I, slides didn't know that. I thought it was just the bolt with the little tab like that, that's what i thought too okay and i got the nickname spring fling <laughs> spring fling so yeah that's what holds the spring in we need to make t-shirts yeah blaze off-road spring fling t-shirts yeah and trucks are disposable <laughs> and trucks are disposable <laughs> but uh so yeah, that was a that was How a pretty good truck. Shirt. I like that one. Is a I love I liked my '89. I overheated it and blew the motor. I picked the motor up out of that truck by myself. A 351. Uh, I had a 302 in mine. Okay. I took off the headers and uh, the valve covers. I drained the oil. I took the radiator out because I cracked the radiator when I overheated it. I took the hood off. It was out of my grandpa's farm. And I was like, this motor's trash. I just need to get it out of here. So I undid it, and it was like 2 a.m. Nobody was there to help me. And so I put longer bolts. I put a longer bolt in where the uh, headers would have gone in. And then what else was it? You weren't like a shade tree mechanic. You didn't have a tree around. You could like no, no. no it's Jacksonville. There's all pine trees. Nothing to hang stuff on. It would just bend over. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, no, I, I, dude. That's probably where all my back problems came from. I picked that motor up and like threw it over the cross member into the grass. Not in one shot either. Like I picked it yeah, up. It was stages. I yeah, I picked it. it like up onto the power or the gearbox for the steering, mm -hmm. and then like rolled it up onto the cross member and slid it up and set it there at like a crazy angle. It was draining oil all over my leg. And why did you that. do this? Like what was the I needed point? to get it out. Why? Because I had a new motor I was gonna put in. Okay. And then we ended up scrapping the whole thing and I didn't put a new motor <laughs> in it. <laughs> Gosh, I was gonna say, couldn't you wait till the next day when like your uncle's around? But No, it was my grandpa and okay. he was working. Gotcha. It is up in Jacksonville. My uncle was in Ocala. Uh, where are we at on this list anyway? I don't want to get too far off. Yeah. I'm having a good time there. Thanks for having me on this. Yeah, uh, of course, man. Um, yeah, a lot of this stuff doesn't apply to you the same way. Um, let's talk about what you drive now. Um, let's talk about the 550. I was going to say, what I'm driving right now is not a 550. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. Let's talk about that then. Yeah, so I'm driving an international Pro Star right now. Um, it's down the road. <laughs> it's an 18-wheeler, so that's actually what I'm driving at the moment. It's not mine. It's a... Uh, it's actually a buddy of mine's truck, and uh, he's like an investor, and he basically needed someone to drive the truck, and I had uh, a few things go wrong in my life in the end of 2021, and I kind of was just like completely down and out and not sure what I was doing. And if I go wrong, we'll say automotive or commercial insurance companies. I had extreme bad luck. Commercial okay. insurance companies make zero sense. Yeah. Like, to have zero tickets – yeah, my Zero insurance failed like commercial doubled. inspections. Nothing. Yeah, it was nothing to prompt them at all. So I feel like hotshot trucking, which is what I was doing. I ran my own business for two years, 
And uh, I started out, it was, it was, if you look at your, your favorite job is on the list. Like that was yeah. probably my favorite job. Working for myself for the first time, running my own business, learning how to run a business. And I had the opportunity to, I was driving trucks across the U.S. So I, I could go anywhere I wanted to at any time. I could see, I could, you know. It was, yeah, you were always was, in Utah. Everything was endless. Like Oregon. I could do whatever. Basically, I just was, I was on vacation all the time. And I loved it. And uh, I wasn't making enough money was the only issue. I would have I kept doing it, but I was paying my bills and that was it. I didn't have enough to like actually do anything outside of And that was work. traditional hotshot. Yeah, that was I was hauling cars. Yeah, I wasn't doing like general freight. Yeah, um, and I guess in general freight you can do okay. I have a couple friends that do it and they do okay with it. Um, but I, I just it wasn't worth because the miles I was putting on my truck and yeah, you're over two hundred thousand now. Yeah, in two years. Yep, I got two hundred and ten on it. Yeah. So uh, anyway, it was just I was putting a lot of miles on it. It just it didn't make sense. You know, to keep going, I would be putting a motor in it. Like another year or two, I'd be putting a new motor in the truck, and it's a 2019 F550, and uh, it's a powerhouse. It's a beat. It's got the six seven. It's got a stupid amount of torque. Yeah, it. I've towed 44,000 pounds on that truck before, in the mountains, and uh, it did it with no problem. Yeah. Um, the new Fords are amazing. Like, it's crazy what those trucks can do. Even the brakes on it, like the brakes on it. Even if the trailer brakes quit, like it could stop on like a dime. How much does your wedge weigh? Uh, the wedge alone only weighed like eight thousand pounds. So we were ripping through the mountains in Nashville, or like I guess in Tennessee, not Nashville, but mm-hmm. near Nashville. We were ripping through the mountains at like two, three in the morning at like eighty-five miles an hour. Oh, dude, it, and it's I just it loves it. It feels like trans temp is normal. Like everything is just like when I'm empty, when the trailer's empty, like the truck and trailer weighs twenty thousand pounds empty weight because the truck's pretty heavy yeah it doesn't even know the trailer's back there yeah like it drives just like you're driving a truck actually i raced you with the tacoma and you had an empty trailer yeah and we were pretty much like you were faster than me yeah i do yeah that was <laughs> in a, north carolina with an eight thousand pound trailer yeah that was in north carolina i remember uh, and that was before i did all the work that's before i did like the intercooler and the piping and all that that was yeah. like just a tune intake and exhaust yeah and uh but yeah, no, it's uh, it's an awesome truck. When I first bought it, I had a lot of emissions issues. Every, yes. Like basically from the day I rolled out of the lot, it had issues with the uh, emissions. It would go into limp mode and it wouldn't regen. There like all kinds of stupid stuff. Um, so it's I had a lot of issues with it. Crap. And then that truck actually sat in the shop for nine months during COVID because I couldn't get parts to fix it and uh all because you didn't want to delete it because you drove it commercially yeah so eventually they fixed it and i was like you know what i don't ever want to deal with this again so i deleted it and it's been great well i can't say it's been great ever since because i did i i don't know what i did but i hurt the transmission i don't want to say i blew the transmission we still don't know if it's broke and i I still have it i haven't torn it apart to find out what what actually went wrong with it it could have been a solenoid um but I put a new transmission in it, and I still have the old one. So one day, well, you're hauling semi truck loads. Yeah, I was hauling heavy with that thing. And uh, what it, was the you dr- you hauled three F four fifties, five fifties, five fifties. Yep, that was the heaviest load I ever hauled. So yeah. I had three of my trucks on a fifty three foot trailer behind my F five fifty. It was the most stupidest thing you ever seen. But it did it no problem. Like the yeah. engine had no problem, the brakes had no problem. So much torque. The only problem it was the trailer was overweighted. 
the trailer really couldn't handle the weight. And so it was a little bit scary. Yeah, but you had everything registered for more because the people at the DMV taught you that you can yeah. just pay. You can pay more and haul more yeah. regardless of whether you're safe or not. But then that's not really true when you get pulled over. But if you're driving <laughs> through a weight station, yeah. Yeah. Like they just look at the numbers on the side of your truck. And I had mine at 44 or 43,999. Yeah. 43, and I was actually at 44, like 500. I was at like 44,500. Yeah. I was a little overweight. And so, uh, actually, that's another story. I was in Louisiana. That's where I picked the trucks up at. Yeah. I knew I was overweight, so I went and I weighed in. Sure enough, I'm overweight. So I went back to a shop that I used to deal with, and I uh, I dropped off, like, a bunch of stuff. It was kind of dumb, but I I dropped off all, like, my lifelines. <laughs> your tools, your <laughs> spare my, tires. My spare tires, my tools, and all that. And I actually got underweight, and that way I didn't have to worry about running over scales because there's quite a few scales. I was going to Iowa. And you were going 100% legal at the time, too. Yeah, I was 100% legal. I was running ELDs. And, and I should that. say, ELD. to everyone listening, running 100% legal is, well, in Hotshot, it's not common at all. In Hotshot, it's a rarity. It's like, to run 100% legal is people who start up with big ambitions and making decent money, and then they realize pretty quick that the government makes it near impossible for you to run 100% yeah, it's legal hard. and still make an income enough to just simply pay your bills. There's some guy behind a desk making the laws of how much I can drive, you know? Yeah. And uh, obviously you do have, you know, obviously you don't want people driving for too long, but. Yeah, and you don't want safety issues and stuff like that. But at the same time, there's a lot of stuff that's just ridiculous. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of things that they could change or make, you know, a little bit more friendly for truck drivers. Um, right now I'm on ELD and, um, I'm sitting here, which isn't a yeah, big but deal. You're like, also, I'm happy. You're right also now, in a semi. You're yeah, hauling more, making more. Whereas yeah. in a hot shot, you're following semi truck rules with a much easier driving experience. Yeah. Like and it's like you're you're still having to yep. deal with the pains of So it could, that's a whole other conversation <laughs> we don't have to have tonight. But ELDs, yeah. yeah, they they suck in my opinion. I hate them, but that's why I'm here now. I'm here because of an ELD. I have to take my thirty four hours off. And uh, ELD says you can't drive for another. Yep. When can you drive? Uh, actually, hours? I can drive at 1030 tonight. What time is it? I don't know. I'll tell you right now. It'll oh, 1103. He's got to get out of here, guys. I got to go, guys. <laughs> actually, I was planning on leaving right about now. But um, snowstorm. Yeah, it is a snowstorm. So I'm probably going to wait till tomorrow. We'll see. I ha I'm not decided. I might leave at like 3 a.m. Yeah, it's actually 34 hours and 20 minutes as of right now. Yeah. Yeah. So. so but, yeah, I'm allowed to drive. Yeah, so that was my favorite job when I was driving for myself. I just couldn't make enough money, and then COVID hit, and then I went a whole different route, kind of got sidetracked and was trying new stuff. And All trailers for a while. Yeah, I was hauling trailers. And then your insurance just And then I tried to expand my company. I tried to buy a second truck and trailer. That was fun. I was there for that. Yep. And it was it was a pretty nice truck and everything and and on the very first trip the motor blew up. We didn't. We had a bad first trip, but you got to expect like we didn't do our due diligence on that truck though. Yeah, I mean to be fair, we thought the truck was fine, but only ever did city routes with. And it sat for small, three years. Yeah, and it probably only ever had small trailers behind it, and we instantly threw twenty thousand yeah. pounds behind it. Yep. And that was a what year was that? 2006 yeah 60 f350 
Yep. And it is a six O. Super clean. Yeah, super clean. Um <laughs> the interior looks like it's never even been sat in. Like And the problem the thing that failed was truly a It was an injector. Yeah. It's Injectors that it sit it. for thra- it sat for three years. And it had injector problems and I was gonna be the one to fix it and I was always too busy, so um the previous owner had someone else work on it and instead of doing all the injectors like you should do, he only did certain ones. And so one of the ones he didn't do is the one that got stuck wide open and put a hole in the piston and and uh did a whole bunch of oh, did all it kinds put a of hole damage. in the piston? I never showed you the pictures. I don't know, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, it did all kinds of damage. Yeah, it sucked. We I actually we couldn't figure out what was going on with it. Because it was blowing turbo boots at first, because somebody put the aftermarket anodized aluminum yeah, it had piping like, in there. It so. had like the Amazon, nothing that's Amazon, but it had like the cheap silicone boots on it. Yeah, and the anodized and the piping, che- so it's like they slide. I actually, I think it was more or less the clamps. The clamps, have you ever seen a 10 millimeter boost clamp? Like usually they're like, yeah. they're like 7 sixteenths or 11s. Yeah. It's a smaller clamp, It's it's not quite as, not as good, so, <laughs> so it kept blowing off. So anyway. Sean was driving the truck up the mountains i was driving the six seven and yep. so i i was like just keep fixing it like go a mile blow yeah. the boot off go sometimes it was 100 yards yeah sometimes it'd be 100 yards and it'd blow a boot off and uh we couldn't detune it we couldn't detune it and like the truck would instantly boost to like 25 psi and it would just blow off yeah and that was because we found out later that was because it was clogged the no at first it wouldn't boost at all remember yeah at first the truck had no boost at all we couldn't <laughs> figure out it had no power it was black smoking we're like what the hell's going on with the truck i've had this happen to me before there's a little um piece that goes through the map sensor yeah it tells me you know how much how much fuel to give it with the boost and all that and manifold air pressure yeah and basically it was all clogged up so it didn't it wasn't telling the truck to uh, to boost yeah and uh so we cleaned it out, and next thing you know, it's like 30 psi, you know, like right off yeah. the bat, like holy shit, thing is ripping, you know. I was I was excited because and this is like middle of the night too. Yeah, this is. I always drove at night because there's usually no cops out at night. There's a lot less cops, a lot less people. Wait stations are closed for the most I part. I think this was at like 4 a.m. Yeah, because I took off to Napa. It had to be like five. Yeah, we had to wait for Napa to open. Napa opened at like six, and it was like, you keep driving, I'm gonna take off. Yep. And so like I took off. And got ahead of him, and I was in the six seven, so I was going like eighty miles an hour with a full load, and yeah. that truck did not care at all. Yeah. It was like this is fun. That truck ripped, yep. and so I was like, I have to go into this tiny little town and pull into a Napa off a two lane country road with a fifty three foot trailer, <laughs> and this is my first time driving that truck with that trailer, yeah. and I was like, this should be fun. And so I pull up to the Napa, and it's like fifty five mile an hour speed limit on that two lane road, and it was around like. I don't know, a 90-degree bend that was, like, everybody's still going, like, 55 because it's such a long bend. But it was, like, you can't see who's coming or going. And so, like, I just pull straight in. I'm, like, I'm not going to be able to turn around in this parking lot. I'll figure it out later. So, yeah, when you came back to the truck with the boots, it was, like, it was it was amazing. I was, like, okay, the truck is finally running great. We got yeah. boots. They're staying on. Um, the truck is boosting like it should. Everything was doing good. Yep. And then something happened. He said all of a sudden, he's like, hey, the truck's overheating or something, and it shut no, off. No, no, no. No, it was – so we – after a while, we switched drivers. Like, we stopped. We got breakfast or something, yep. and we slept. And then we, we switched drivers, and I was driving, and I was going up a hill, and it was like I was foot to the floor making a little bit of boost, but it just had no power. It was like it just would not go at all, and it did that a lot. And then all of a sudden, it would come to life and roar alive. 
Yeah. And it would do this back and forth thing where it was just like no power, completely dead for like five miles or 10 miles. And then it would drive normal for like 15, 20, 30 miles. And it was just back and forth. And I'd be going 60 miles an hour on flat ground, slowing down at full throttle. So the truck ended up shutting off. I towed you, remember? <laughs> yeah. So it actually was another probably 12 hours of driving like that. Right. Yeah, we hours. drove a whole another day. We were going to Missouri from Georgia. Yeah, so we drove a whole another day, and we were only going like sixty five too, sixty sixty five. Yeah, and so we drove like a whole another day like that, of the truck being on and out, like in and out of power, and then we get to where we're like an hour away, and Sean at this point, and I had caught up to you because it was ripping. It felt so good through the mountain or through the hills up there, like it was doing great. And then all of a sudden fell on its face, full throttle, slowed all the way down to like 30 miles an hour on flat ground. And I was like, dude, I don't know what's going on at all. We have a little bit of boost. We have five or 10 PSI. The boost responds instantly to throttle. I don't know where we're at. And you're like, I'm just going to go drop these trailers off. We ha I have to get there tonight. They're closing the door. I'll see if I can get a key. Yeah, I dropped the trailers and then came back. And then uh, Well, I called you before you got there to drop them. Yep. And I was like, dude, it just shut off. Like out of, I was going like, 35 miles an hour and all of a sudden like click click clank shuts off steam or maybe that's what it was it, i started seeing steam and i shut the truck off and pulled over mm -hmm. um, or maybe i popped the hood and heard a weird noise and shut it off i don't know we ended up camping out that night though but yeah you came back and got me <laughs> i grabbed the bubba rope i always bring that rope yeah. with me so we had we had so our the f550 towed the f350 <laughs> yeah and the 550 had a, we towed it from the trailer yeah I had my trailer behind the 550, the 53-footer. Yep, and then, and then I was had a there 53-footer behind the, the I had 6 -0. And the 550 towed them both to a safe haven. With four – how long were those? 10, 12 those are foot? two 24-foot. Oh, yeah, I had two 24-foot trailers, trailers on it. Once again, 6-7 came through. Yeah. Solid. Towed and me uh, a mile or so, mile and a half to a gas station. Yep. I slept in the grass next to the truck because I was yeah. sick of sleeping in the front seat. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, that truck uh, ended up being an injector, so I changed the injectors out. Actually, no, we should we should say we fixed that truck enough that oh, it yeah, we got it running. We yeah. found a couple of the problems, Yep. figured out what it was, cleared it out, drove it to – we drove it all the way to the trailer place. Yep. And then unloaded. No, we it. didn't drive it to the trailer place. We drove – we put oh, the we trailer switched behind trailers. Yeah, we, That's yeah, we right. Trailers behind the six seven. Now it had an empty trailer. Drove it all the way back through Kentucky, through Missouri, through Kentucky. Yeah, that's where it broke down. It broke down know. in Kentucky, and it was kind of our fault. We it probably yeah. would have ran longer, but we had to. T I had to take a nap, and we left it running. It had a stuck open injector. Ended up being the problem. Like it was smoking. Like basically, the truck was smoking, and like, oh yeah, it's the injector. It was like stuck wide open. But as long as you're on the throttle boosting, like wide open, you know, or at least running. But I was also taught early on, hurt, black know? smoke is hot, and so I was getting on the interstate, and I got on full throttle, and after about thirty seconds of like straight black, sooty smoke, I let off. The second I let off, clang. Yeah, I was gonna make up. the noise, but I was like, no. Oh. <laughs> go, go make the noise what did it do i don't know it was just like clacking like yeah. crazy so uh, we thought it broke a rocker yeah actually it did, it break, did a break a rocker so i was like okay it probably broke a rocker i've seen them do this before six o's it's kind of common 
and then we drove it another two two or three miles yeah. with a heavy trailer behind it. Yeah, and then we parked it. And then we backed the one trailer onto the other trailer. That was exciting, With too. a hill, and then parked the truck at a gas station, 6 Yeah, we, it would have been nice to have, like, a uh, loading dock. So we, like, made our own loading dock. Like, we shoved the one wedge into the side of a hill. Yeah, and then we drove the other trailer down the hill. Backed onto it down <laughs> the hill onto the trailer. It was uh, – Anyone watching this probably like, what the hell? What are, are they, they doing? doing? <laughs> we're going home. That's what we're doing. We're yeah, we home. were. We were so sick. See, I'm determined. A, I don't ever a, get stuck. Like, a two and a half day trip took like four and a half days. Yep. So we got the truck. Actually, we left the truck there. We got the trailer home. Yep. And then my next trip back to the same location, we picked up the truck on the way home. And yeah. So. And then it was still driving. We backed it off the trailer. Yep. Sean was a little frustrated at it. Gave it some throttle into a parking spot, and boom! And then it shut off. He rolled into the parking spot. Yep. Hole yep. in the side of the block. No, it was, it was the oil, oh, oil pan. And yeah. I didn't even realize it because at first it didn't put the hole in the block. Or into in the, the oil pan. pan. I'm sorry, yeah. What it did is um, I was like, okay, let me change the injector out. So I changed the injector, and so when I pulled the injector, you know, I pulled out the whole side. Yeah. I was going to crank the motor over. Cause there's, you know, now you can get all the, cause there's yep. fuel, whatever, coolant, whatever's down in there. So with all the injectors out, I go to crank it and it goes clunk. And I'm like, uh Oh, that's weird. It shouldn't do that. <laughs> it's just, you know, <laughs> no it should, should free spin. And, uh, as soon as it went clunk, I knew something was horribly wrong. And like my stomach dropped and I was like, this is, this is really bad. So I get out of the truck and I see oil running down the parking spot. And I'm like, what the hell? I look under and I see um, the rod sticking out of the oil pan. Yeah. That clunk was the uh, the rod going through the oil pan. So I think what happened is when the motor shut off, it broke it. And when you turned it over, it pushed it through. It swung it around and pushed yeah. it through. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that truck sat and I uh, did nothing with it. But anyway, yeah, so. Bought a Cummins for it. Yeah, I bought a Cummins for it. I was getting ready to Cummins swap it. And then um, you did a 6 out swap. <laughs> And then, no, that's when, like, the whole insurance thing went downhill. And, like, my yeah. insurance got doubled. Like, they doubled my insurance out of nowhere. and Which obviously has nothing to do with the broken truck because that no. had zero to do with it. No. And they've fed them some excuse that I've talked to multiple people in the hauling industry. And they you can't make too many changes in the first year. And the fact that I added another vehicle, because they considered me a new customer again. I was a customer for a year. Then I got out of trucking for a year, and I got back into it. And when I got back into it, they considered me a new customer. I'm like, it's the yeah. old, it's still the old company. It's not a new company. And you grew too fast for them. And they said I can't add too many vehicles in the first year, and I made too many changes, and they were dropping me, and they wouldn't take me. And I was like, what? I only have any accidents. I have nothing. It's so, all underwriting stuff. Yeah. Is it? Anyway, so I was pretty bummed out about the whole thing, and then I still have the Cummins now. So now I have a, a 12 valve Cummins, sitting around, getting you know. I'm going to put it in something. I don't know what yet. We'll trade for Fox 2.5 DSCs. Yes, I'll, I will <laughs> trade for some nice suspension. But um, I really want to build a rat rod next. So you say, I see on there, what's your next truck? Yeah. I already have my tow truck. My 550 is my tow vehicle, and yeah. my 250 is going to be like my new off-road. So yeah. I think my next truck, I want to do like, I want to do a rat rod. I want to do like a 19, 60. like 19, no, older. I want to do mm. like a 1930s or 40s. Yeah. Like the old, like you think of like an old milk truck or something like that back in the day. Do you want to do like a panel van milk truck? 
No, no, not a panel van. No. I know, not like those. But like, not like Gravedigger. No, not like that. Okay. I guess like You're that, about that like front the end. Vegas, that front end. Maybe the that Vegas front rat end. rods type thing. Like how yeah. those guys do them. Yes, exactly yeah. like that. And I want to put a Cummins in it. Yeah. I think that's going to be my next truck is uh, like something for the street. Just to like cruise around to go to car shows or yeah, drive to the liquor store. Whatever you want to do, you know. Just uh, I want to do a hood stack on. Like I a, definitely want a hood stack. I want a hood stack on a like 2021 uh, 6.7 F450. <laughs> yeah. yeah that so would in be, uh, Florida, the law that prevents you from getting a hood stack, the only law that prevents it technically that they can write, because they can't write a ticket on emissions stuff in Florida. Like they, the laws are still there, mm-hmm. but like they don't do, cops aren't equipped to do testing or anything, right? So they can't write tickets on those old emissions laws in Florida. So... Um, the only law that prevents it is your exhaust is not allowed to exit in front of your doors. Hmm. So that's why hood stacks are technically illegal in Florida. And I would never like hood stack a normal truck, I guess you could say. I would hood stack everything. I mean, yeah, it is cool. If it's diesel, it's hood stacked. Yeah. But I think straight a rat rod, out the turbo. For sure. I guess I'd take that back. But I just think a rat rod <laughs> deserves a hood stack. Yeah, it has to have a one. A smoky diesel deserves a hood stack, you know? It has to have one. So, um,. But I want to slam it. I want it to be on bags. I want to do like. Are you going to do 22.5s? I won't do 22.5s because I want to do like a low profile tire. So I would do like a 22 or a yeah. 24. Yeah. But it would look like a Get semi. Get some 30s. It would look like a semi wheel. But it, All of the companies make those. Yeah. Like Specialty Forge and American Force both have Something 22s like that. that look like 22.5s. And uh, just do like, I don't know. Everything on the truck would be custom. Like, everything would be, like, a wrench. I would use, like, a wrench for, like, the hood pop or whatever it is. Like, everything would be yeah, super yeah, custom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> use uh, old lanterns as headlights. Yeah. And then put, like, amber Baja designs in them or something. And something, it, like, yeah. shines through the... I don't mind, like, a resto mod. Yeah. I'm, I'm big. You know, resto mods are cool. Um, so, something like that. Yeah, I was telling you earlier, I want to have coyotes and everything, dude. Coyote the world. <laughs> yeah, I want to have a... Twin turbo coyote motor and old Mustang. Actually, honestly, I want a Ford Maverick again. I want to get a Ford Maverick grabber and do a coyote and that. That'd be sweet. I mean, I'm on that page now on Facebook. They have yeah. like a coyote page and they coyote everything, man. That um, The Maverick was 600 pounds lighter than the Mustang and it's pretty much the identical car. What is it? What was that video I showed you right before this podcast? Uh, It was in a Corvette. Yeah. Someone took a ZR1 Corvette and coyoted it. Yeah. That's a slap in the face, too, like yeah. you said. Dude, they make stupid power pretty well. Yeah. Like, it doesn't take much for a Coyote to – you don't have to do any internals. And if you buy the aftermarket Coyotes, you can buy a 2,000-horsepower capable block for, like, twelve grand. Like, I don't know a lot about them, so I'm going to let you be, like, the guinea pig. <laughs> oh, I'll do it. I don't and, care. Uh, I'll let you uh, – They're just super – they're super modern. LS motors you can make a stupid amount of power out of too, but they're still push rod motors. Mm-hmm. Coyote's twin overhead cam with variable valve timing. You can still control the timing on those those turbo motors. You don't have to delete the cam phasers. You can still change like control all that. Yep. Whereas on all the five fours and four sixes, it was a much better idea to delete the cam phasers. So that was one of the things too on the truck I just got. I got the V ten instead of like I wanted to do a gas motor, I didn't want to do a diesel. So I could have done the 5.4 V8, but they have a lot of issues. So the V10s have a lot less. Yeah. They, they don't have the cam phasers. 
Um, so that's one of the, that's one of their biggest issues is cam phasers on the Triton motors. And yeah, the V10 is it's not all happening. oiling problems on those Triton motors. So I'm hoping it's a little bit more reliable. I mean, I don't long term wise that motor's not going to be in there forever. Dude, my dad's Triton has like three hundred and something thousand miles on it. Yeah, those valves and it sounds great. Like usually you can hear like a like a Triton motor or something like that. You can hear them when they're starting to go bad. You hear the the timing chain, everything. Yeah, my my dad's timing sounds chain perfect. slaps when he uh starts it up, and it's done it for like literally five years now. Okay. And I yeah. told him I was like, "You need to change that now. Like that's an interference motor. You're gonna smash some valves." Oh yeah. And he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." Yeah, whatever. It's a throwaway motor. It's been paid off. When those motors blow up, you don't fix them. You just throw them away and buy another one. Well, nowadays, when I was yeah. growing up, I used to replace or I used to fix them a lot at my uncle's shop. The five fours? Uh huh. Really? Only <coughs> the four sixes. They're not hard to do. I never did. I always just, I'd rather just get a junkyard motor and uh, LKQ. Yeah. Shout out to them. They've hooked me up with so many motors back. Dude, my past. uncle, though, he used to like, I learned a lot of business stuff from him. Like the way that, I mean, dude, he his clientele were not wealthy at all. He was in Ocala, right? And he yeah. wasn't, you know, a huge shop or anything. And so it was like, he had, you know, I think the most he ever really had was like four or five employees, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a lot of his clients couldn't afford new parts. And I remember growing up, he would actually, he had a client with a, I don't remember what it was now. It was some sort of like, I think it was a little SUV or sedan. And he pulled the intake out of the car and it was cracked on the back or whatever. And he, like, grabbed JB Weld, sanded it all the way down, cleaned it, prepped it, sealed it up, sanded it after it dried, like, uh, sprayed something else on it, like, pressure tested it, did all this stuff. And, like, I'm like, why are you doing all this? Just replace it. He's like, this person can't afford a $300 intake. He's like, so I'm going to do the whole job for $300, like, labor yeah, and labor, all. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And he's like, you know, this guy can't afford this, so I'm going to have to charge him what he can pay. Yeah. And so, like, I learned early on, like, my uncle fixed a lot of motors that it took way more time for him to fix than he should have put into it. Mm-hmm. But the person couldn't afford to go buy, you know, an $800 junkyard motor and pay him Labor. to replace it. Yeah. So he just charged them 1000 bucks total, and he pulled the heads and had them redone and fixed it, you know. You can do that, but I've been <coughs> – bit in the ass a lot of times by trying to help people out by doing like shortcuts. Well, yeah. Like I, I'll shortcut, I know, shortcut my own stuff because, you know, it's my own. If it breaks, I'll, I'll fix it myself. But yeah, you try to shortcut a customer. Like if they ask you to, it usually just turns around and bites you in the ass. Well, he would do the full rebuild and stuff, mm-hmm. but he could, he could wipe more money off of labor than he could off of parts, you know? Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. where'd it go? I hit the mouse. We're totally lost. We don't. Even, we lost the uh, our schedule. The question bank is gone. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, we've pretty much we've talked about a lot of stuff How that's long important. Have you been off roading? I mean, I've been off roading for a long time. Yeah, pretty much uh, my whole life. My whole life, yeah, just different styles. Um. Yeah, you like all types of off roading. Yeah, we've talked about all this stuff, man. Is there anything else that you wanna you wanna say or talk about on this podcast? Is that pretty much it? Um. It's funny because, like, I was kind of rehearsing this on the way here when I knew I was coming, and I had so much stuff to say, but, like, yeah. now I'm here, I kind of, like, forget. Yeah. But I feel like we 
touched on a lot of the topics. Um, What's um? Do you have a favorite trip you've ever taken? I think the Pony Express is my For favorite. Sure. Yep. Yeah. I've done a lot of off roading, but never like an uh, an adventure. <laughs> Overland. That was that was kind of an overlanding trip. Yeah. Yeah. Like most of my trips are like a weekend trip where we go out in the woods and play around for the weekend and we come home. Yeah. Or this was uh, like a, a journey. And yeah, it was. I drove all the way from uh, Florida to do it. You know, and I so I had a, a long haul to get here. Yep. And and uh, you blew out three tires in the last five miles. Yeah, <laughs> I made it all the way to Colorado, <laughs> and as soon as I make it to Colorado, um, I blow three tires on my trailer. And Pat was already here, uh, yeah. our other buddy who we worked with at the same shop in Florida, yep. and so we're all kind of good friends, and so Pat already had flown out. He was here. I picked him up like earlier that day from the airport, and you call, and you're like, you're all mad. Oh, like, I, like, I had I'm such like, a good trip. I had a great trip. Well, actually, I know because... My transmission went out on my 550, like, the day before the trip. Yeah, so you took and a different truck. So I was so upset. Like, the trip was canceled. Like, I was freaking out. And so a buddy of mine uh, actually let me borrow his truck. And it was uh, – A saved, different 6 so. It was another – it was a really nice 6 so. Very nice. It was all bulletproof. And when you say bulletproof, it's not – but this one was completely bulletproof, I yeah. guess you could say. Done up. And it got me all the way there and all the way home with no issues. Yeah. So it, it, it is what it, they say. And so anyway, I got out there and we did our trip. And uh, well, I wanted to say it was funny because you called me and you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm like a mile away. You'll hear me coming. And we're like, I was dragging we're the like, trailer. Oh, we hear the turbo. You're like, No, I have no tires left. I'm dragging the trailer along the concrete. Yeah. We're like, Oh, okay. I'll see you in a minute, buddy. I tell Pat and I think Sammy was there too. So I tell those two guys. And then we hear like, Oh, you, you heard, heard the, the turbo. turbo. It was loud. We heard the turbos. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, we hear, like, a freight train. Like, it's the dragging of the trailer. And he gets out of the truck, and we're laughing. We got flashlights. We ran out and met him in the middle of the road. We're like, dude, what is going on? His wheel was, like, 10 inches. Like, it was almost to the drum of the brake. So, I think I found out what happened. So, the fender wells, it was an open trailer, kind of like yours. So, what happened is the fenders have like a welded on inner fender and uh, the welds broke on it. So when I was driving, it was dragging on the tire and I didn't know it and it popped the tire. Yeah. And you don't really notice it. So I just, I had two spares or did I? Yes. Yeah. I had tires spares. blow on trailers like left and right all the time. You do not wear out a tire on a small trailer. No, you'll never wear out a tire. They blow up before yeah. you, you wear all them the out. time. So I brought two spares with me. And so I throw the spare on, I drive a hundred yards and it blows out instantly. And I, I heard it and it, I was so mad. I pull over and that's when I realized what had happened. So now I'm down to one spare. Um, and what happened too was the front tire, it damaged the front tire and it had a, it had a slow leak, but now it was leaking so fast. I had to replace it with that one. So I had to put the other spare on the front and the back one was now blown out. So when I showed up to his house, um, there it was, was no basically it was tire. missing. A, there was no back tire, and there was no back wheel. Like yeah, the all wheel, that was left was like, okay, so the wheel, a wheel is shaped like a flat part that connects to a hub, a disc, and then it connects to like I don't know. An easy way thing. to put it, it was just the face of the rim. Exactly, that's the best. It was way the to put face it. of the rim. I completely wore it because I I didn't care. I was like I had a, 
I had places to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the truck wasn't going to stop. Places to be and whiskey it doesn't, to drink. You don't need cause... you don't need wheels on a trailer to make it move. You know what I'm saying? The truck will drag it. Yeah. Maybe, so. <laughs> and so uh, that giant gouge that's in Parker Road between. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so I drug it all the way to his house, and then uh, we took the trailer off or the trailer, the truck off the trailer. Yep. And then uh, I went and I got some spare tires for it, and then we drove it all the way to Utah. Yeah. To no start problem. our trip. It was a good time. Yep. Okay. Well, that's why I bought two full. I bought two spares for this trailer. Yeah, you got have have one spares. in the garage, and I have one on it. So the trailer that I rent, you won't out. have the same issue I had. My trailer I've had for like three or four years, and like the welds broke on the fender. It was also overloaded. Yeah, slightly. Yeah, it was. no, we don't overload trailers here, guys, and we definitely don't pull more than we're supposed to. No, and our never. trailer brakes always work. Yeah, always. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I don't think I had a tail light either. I think I had a few things, issue, you know, issues going on with it, but it made it here. So, and it made it all the way home. Yeah. All um, right. Well, on that go, on that note, guys, check your welds, bring extra trailer tires, make sure your trailer brakes work. Sean, thanks for coming today. Yes. Thanks for talking to me about all kinds of awesome randomness and stories. Yep. And. uh Guys, thanks for listening in. Yeah, I'm glad you had me. I had a, I had a good time. So, uh, honestly, I was a little bit nervous coming on here, and now I'm just kind of hanging out. So. Yeah. Uh, good time. I listen to all your podcasts. So, um, Appreciate that. Yeah. I know uh, Chris had mentioned something about the Kentucky whiskey. You yeah, know, you didn't bring any Kentucky gentlemen with any. you. Yeah, can, yeah, Kentucky gentlemen. Yeah. But uh, I will just for you, Chris. I'll, I'll bring you some next time. <laughs> I know how much you love it. Yeah. But uh, – yeah, in my defense, yeah, I don't really drink whiskey straight, so Coke, you know, it definitely savors the flavor. Yeah, it makes, it makes Kentucky gentlemen <laughs> a little easier to drink. Drinking on a budget. Yep. I right, guess. Thanks, yeah, thanks again. And uh, yeah, check your trail breaks. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening.